At U.S. Bank, when we say we're in it with you, we mean it. Not just for the good stuff, the grand openings and celebrations, although those are pretty great, but for all the hard work it took to get there. The fine-tuning of goals, the managing of cash and workflows, and decision-making. We're in to help you through all of it. Because together, we're proving day in and day out that there is nothing as powerful as the power of us. Visit usbank.com to get started today. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024. U.S. Bank. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, back home. The survivors of that kidnapping in Mexico now back in the U.S. after two other members of the group were killed this morning. The search for answers. Plus, an in-depth look at potential dangers surrounding the growing trend of medical tourism. So what becomes the cheap thing becomes the real, real expensive and dangerous thing sometimes. The details straight ahead. Then Idris Elba live, the man who does it all, actor, DJ, entrepreneur, joins us in Studio 1A to talk about a new movie based on one of his best-known characters. I need to stop this man. He's coming up in just a bit. And celebrating women. It's International Women's Day, and we are going big by celebrating the incredible stories of female trailblazers from the military. What does it mean to be the first? It means that I'm not the last. To the gridiron. I get so emotional over all of this just because I've wanted this since I was a little girl. And an icon, Iman, making it her mission to uplift women around the world. Special stories you won't want to miss today, Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Visiting today from Philly, Maritime, Canada, Tucson, Arizona, Ellicott City, Maryland. Naples, Florida. Hi to our parents. Washington, Indiana. Shout out to Virginia Commonwealth University. Go Go Rams! From Orlando, Florida. Today's our 15th anniversary. Happy International Women's Day! It's Wednesday morning. We're so glad to have you along with us. Craig's off this morning, and we're going to go out there right there on the lavender carpet in a moment as we celebrate International Women's Day. Yeah, we've got a lot to celebrate. We'll be shining a light on all kinds of pioneers, people we admire. And it doesn't stop there because tomorrow we have an amazing actress here, Kerry Washington. She will join us live. All right. Well, let's get to your news at 8 o'clock. Two of the four Americans kidnapped during a trip to Mexico last Friday have been rescued, but their companions did not survive. Officials believe the group was captured by a drug cartel after crossing the border for a medical procedure. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez joins us with the very latest on the case and the growth of what's called medical tourism by some. Gabe, good morning. Savannah, good morning. One suspect is in custody in Mexico. And meanwhile, we're learning more about those four Americans and what took them from this small town in South Carolina on a road trip south of the border for a medical procedure, something that's becoming more common among American patients. A trip to Mexico turned tragic. Four Americans caught in the crossfire of cartel violence. This morning, two survivors back on U.S. soil escorted by a security convoy. Relatives of Latavia Washington McGee and Eric Williams confirming to NBC News their loved ones are alive, but authorities say two others with them were killed. On Friday, the four longtime friends drove a white minivan from South Carolina into northeast Mexico. A law enforcement source said they went there for a cosmetic procedure, but instead were mistakenly targeted by cartel gunmen. 
video showing the violent abduction the group forced into a pickup truck. So-called medical tourism is on the rise, with Americans heading across the border for access to cheaper health care. Experts say it comes with a variety of risks, but a kidnapping like this is rare. Pre-pandemic, an estimated 1.2 million Americans traveled to Mexico each year for elective medical treatments, mostly cosmetic procedures and complex dentistry. But there can be serious medical risks. The most common thing they call us about are people who've had plastic surgery, usually medical tourism, and had a complication. So what becomes the cheap thing becomes the real, real expensive and dangerous thing sometimes. For one medical tourist, Jeff Somerville, sky-high healthcare prices in the U.S. made the trek to Los Agodones, also known as Molar City, worth it. He says he replaced all his teeth for $7,000. It cost me probably thirty dollars to $50,000 here to get it done. But he warns others to do their homework before heading south of the border. Do your research. Don't just go to the first place that you read about. Meanwhile, this South Carolina community is stunned. We've spoken with several family members who say they are grateful that those two Americans were rescued, but they're also mourning the loss of the two others who lost their lives, Savannah. Yeah, absolutely, Gabe. Thank you. The National Transportation Safety Board has launched a special investigation of Norfolk Southern Railroad after a string of serious accidents in just over a year. Those include that major derailment of a chemical tank car in East Palestine, Ohio, last month, another derailment in Ohio just on Saturday, and the death of a train conductor who was hit by a dump truck yesterday in Cleveland. The NTSB also urged the railroad to take immediate action on its own to review its own safety practices and make any necessary changes. A nationwide shortage of the asthma drug albuterol is likely to get worse. The supply has been tight since last fall, and now one of the major U.S. manufacturers has shut down as a part of bankruptcy proceedings. Emergency rooms are preparing to see more patients who cannot get those rescue inhalers, and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology is advising patients to ask their doctors for alternatives and, if necessary, to use expired inhalers that might still be partially effective. Wow. All right. Coming up next, our plaza is packed for International Women's Day. So much celebration in store, including a really special story from Chanel. She's going to share her tour of the world's largest naval base with the first black woman to become its commanding officer. Her inspiring story just after this. Thomas's presents Tackling Traffic with Tom. Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savor the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savor the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed international women's day today is sponsored by city this International Women's Day, join City and 15% Pledge in supporting black women-owned businesses. We are back. It's 8-11 and all morning long we are marking International Women's Day. Right now we've got this incredible story of a military trailblazer. We do indeed. Chanel got to catch up with the first ever black woman to become commanding officer of Naval Station Norfolk in its 106-year history. It's so hey. great. Good morning to you. Good morning, morning to all of you. Yes. It's such a beautiful day here this morning. I spoke with Commanding Officer Janet Days from the station's Emergency Operations Center. And as you can imagine, overseeing this whole operation is certainly a 24-7 job. So this is the world's largest naval base. Correct. And you are the first African-American woman to be made commanding officer of this base. What does it mean to be the first? It means that I'm not the last. Always takes the first, and after that, it's game on. Game on is right. As commanding officer of Naval Station Norfolk, Captain Janet Days manages nearly every aspect of the base, home to the U.S. Atlantic Fleet, with over 56,000 military personnel, 63 ships and submarines, 18 squadrons, and an average of 1,150 ship movements per year. It almost feels like a small city. Think about it as being a mayor. Everything from managing the infrastructure, the supply, the utilities, all the support services, not to mention the operational component and the personnel that come to this space. How'd that go? It went well. So one of the people who inspired you to pursue a career in the military is your dad. Absolutely. As a little girl growing up, and your dad's an army man, I saw how people responded to him, and so my dad had a huge influence on me joining the military. Raised by a single father, when he was deployed to Vietnam, Captain Days and her siblings were temporarily placed in foster care until he returned. And, you know, you realize, and even for me as a parent, the love that he had for oh, you guys out. Oh, and the sacrifice that it took. And being in the Army was a means and a way for him to provide for us. All right, thank you. You served as the Destroyer Squadron and aboard USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, where you did two tours for Operation Enduring Freedom, including a deployment to Afghanistan. I served on board destroyers. That would have been unheard of uh, back in the early 90s because these ships, they go to combat. Today, 30 years later, women serve in multitude of capacities in the Navy. Captain Days gave me a tour of Norfolk's naval ships from the patrol boat. Put this in perspective for me. This is the world's largest naval base. Yeah. Never, ever is there not activity and action happening here 24-7. Ships come in, we repair ships, we supply ships and do upkeep, we do training. Our stretch and our reach is wide. How do you move forward and navigate in a world like this when you don't see anybody else blazing those trails? I had wonderful mentors. They just weren't women. 
and said you would be great at this. Do you even think about it when sometimes you're the only one who looks like you in a room? No, I'm so used to it. Yes, I see it, but it doesn't bother me because whatever my purpose is for being there, I'm going to do my job. Her impressive resume includes being the commanding officer of the USS McFall, a warship, and says there were challenges along the way. You've had moments where people would question and say, you know, who's in charge here? And you say, I am. I did have an instance where the pilot boarded the ship, went over to my executive officer and said, hey, Captain, are we, we ready to get underway? And I heard that and I said, we absolutely are. We're ready to get underway, let's do it. He turned beet red. Don't believe it was intentional, but I think it's just the norm. Now, over a month into the new job, Captain Days is still getting used to the attention and says young African-American sailors often ask to shake her hand. They want to shake your hand and they say you're super proud of you. And it's taken a little bit for that to kind of sink in. And women, women of all hues, who come up and shake your hand and they hold your hand and they don't let your hand go. Mm -hmm. I want to make my family and make those proud. And also just let ladies know that you can do it. Oh, ladies, you, <laughs> you can, can do, do it. it. We are so pleased to have you <laughs> with us here on the plaza. What an honor it is for us to be sitting with you. Chanel, what a great interview you have with her. Will you just put your finger on the moment when you knew that your life was about to change, you were about to be in charge and at the helm? No, it was absolutely amazing. I have a fantastic team at Naval Station Norfolk, and you don't just get there overnight. Yeah. You know, it's a path that you take as you go through various tours. You have advocates, um, people that are rooting for you, and, and the amazing team that works with you. It's absolutely a team sport. Um, but taking command of Naval Station Norfolk was probably the epitome of my career, aside from commanding a warship. I wanted and, to ask you about that because, yeah. I mean, you truly have risen through the ranks in every sense of it. But commanding a warship, we were just talking, you are saying, in a lot of ways, that is the highlight, the mm. pinnacle. No, absolutely, absolutely. The Navy puts an enormous amount of um, just the responsibility on you, but trust that not only are you going to execute the mission, but you're going to bring those sailors home and you're going to take care of them. Mm. And that right there means absolutely everything to me and commanders that are afloat, commanders that are in squadrons, commanders that are on submarines. Um, the nation's um, children are a responsibility. Mm. And we can go out and accomplish that mission and take care of them. It is absolutely um, it's something I'll never forget. It's amazing. On that note, there are so many young girls, beautiful young girls, <laughs> and women here in our plaza, and women, no doubt, watching at home. What advice do you have for someone who may be in a in a field that's predominantly men, but they still want to break barriers and trailblaze? Absolutely. Um, first of all, always sit on the front row. Mm -hmm. Don't sit in the back row. Have your questions. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes, you're going to be uncomfortable. If that is your passion, stick with it. Have a voice. Be bold and don't stop. Wow, you know, you're, I was curious about your leadership style. Some people lead from the front of the boat because they want everyone to see them. Sure. Some people stay in the back and sort of watch mm. what's going on. What's your What's your That's style? It's all about people. Yeah. This is a people business. We are war fighters, absolutely. But we cannot do our mission if we do not understand and know and can grasp the complexities of what every individual brings to the table. The Navy is so exceptionally diverse. And so harnessing that and ensuring that we take that on board. Um, my leadership style is people business. 
understanding my team, working through them, the yeah. tools that the Navy provides to me to be able to do that for them so that they can go away from home and be deployed for weeks and months on end. And, and their families can know that we've taken care of them mm. and that we're going to bring them back safely. Oh, Captain Days, wherever right? you're leading, we're following. We're following. All right, sign you up. Sign you up. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you, Chanel. That was great. That was awesome. Great. Guys, we're just getting started out here, okay? Dylan's got to check in the weather before we go any further. Hi, Dill. Hey, good morning again, guys. Yeah, we are keeping an eye on more wet weather moving into the West Coast. Of course, that means coastal rain, mountain snow, but it's really Thursday, Friday, where we're going to see the next storm system really ramp up and produce several inches of rain and feet of snow. Also, a little bit of light snow across the upper Midwest as we go into uh, tonight, into tomorrow as well, and some strong storms could develop down through the plains where we could see uh, some of that heavier rain produce some flooding concerns because the ground is pretty saturated in that part of the country. And that is your latest forecast. Savannah? Idris Elba is a modern-day Renaissance man. The latest addition to his resume stars in the new film Luther, The Fallen Son. And for the last 10 years, he's played Detective Chief Inspector John Luther on that hit BBC show. Now Luther is a movie. Idris Elba, good morning. So good, good to morning. see you. Good Good to see you. That, that clip gets me every time. I'm like, come on, I'm Idris Elba. <laughs> It's so good. We're talking about, no, we're not talking about Luther. We're talking about the BBC parody. Yes. It's yes. my favorite. You have to watch. You've seen it then. I've seen it. Yes. It's so funny. I've seen it. I try to, try to, you know, stop it. Like, hey. <laughs> but they're making the point that you kind of do it all. I think we talk, I mean, you're an actor, you're a director, you're a philanthropist, you're an activist, you're a DJ. You're Idris Elba. I know. I'm an only child. You know, I had an active <laughs> imagination as a child. So here I am. And you're a fashion designer. Well, I mean, that's a stretch. I did design something I wore on a, on a carpet. Well, let's roll it. I'm glad you brought it up. This is the Luther premiere. Uh-huh. You are wearing Idris Elba. Well, There he is. I mean, you designed the suit. That's really cool. So uh, my mom's name's Eve. My dad's name's Winston. And this collection is called Eve of Winston. Oh, wow. You know, I'm working at it. <laughs> I mean, you do it all and you sew your own clothes. Well, I didn't sew those, <laughs> I promise you. I just sketched them. I said, I really want to look like this. Oh, what does it mean to bring Luther to the, the big screen? I mean, it really is sort of dreams come true, you know? Like, I've been working that character for 10 years. I love that character. It's the one character I keep coming back to. Yeah. And we always wanted to take it to a much larger scale. You know, we wanted to take it to the movies. And uh, and here we are. I'm so proud of it. Well, I mean, it, it'll, it, there's really sky's the limit and where this can go. I mean, it can be a franchise, can it not? Yeah, Luther? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Luther's always been in London, what we call Lutherland. Yeah. But now I think we can transpose him to New York, maybe, to Africa, to Chile. Who knows? Yeah. You've got the tweed coat, the iconic tweed coat. Yes. Is there just one? Or like, how do they do that? So, no, there's actually probably about 20 of okay. them. Okay. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah, just because of the stunts. And you sewed them all, didn't you? I did. Yes. I did not. Constantly at that sewing machine. Um, So what's going on with life? How are the kids? How's everybody? Everyone's good. My my kids are great. My daughter's living in London with me now, finishing her last year of school. I mean, it's been a busy time, you know. I was just here. I know. Are you sick of me yet? We have to stop meeting like this. (laughs) People will talk. You've got the the skincare line with your wife, Sabrina. Sable. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I read an interview with you recently, and I loved the way you talked about your parents speaking of Winston and Eve and your your background and your the influence that Sierra Leone has had on you. Yeah. Tell me about that. You know, I went back to Sierra Leone three years ago for the first time. I say back was the first time, and it was such a homecoming. My dad's from Sierra Leone. Yeah. My mom's from Ghana. And so, you know, I've been to the continent many, many times, but Sierra Leone was the first time. And it was just like, 
It was a real welcoming. Um, the president made me an ambassador of the country. Oh, wow. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's always been one of the poorest countries and countries that has faced a lot of adversity from Ebola to civil war. But the people are really good people. There's a lot of love there. There's a lot of welcome in there. And so I've been trying to bring projects there. Yeah. Uh, I've been working on this. Uh, sort of tourism project. There's an island off the coast of Sierra Leone called Shebro. It's beautiful, 90 miles of beachfront. Wow. And I'm trying to bring, you know, a film studio there and some tourism there and ecotourism. So. Well, you really do do it all. Um, <laughs> I had, did not know this about you, but apparently everyone does, but maybe not our viewers, mm. that you got your start with a... Um, as grant from the Princess Trust. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Prince Charles. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, I was probably about 18, 19 years old, and I was auditioning for this uh, thing called the the music, uh, what was it called? The National Music Theatre. Yeah. Okay? And it was for kids. It was a professional show, but you needed to pay for it, you know, subsidize it. And I didn't have the money. My parents didn't have the money. So someone said to me, hey, do you know what the Princess Trust is? I was like, no. And it was like, well, Prince Charles has this trust. I auditioned for it. And then, you know, five weeks later, I got a check in the post for like 1,500 pounds. And that put me into that National Youth Music Theatre. And that literally was the beginning, you know? Yeah. It's, do, I mean, when you think about something like that, I mean, it's pretty incredible how like the road, one one change like that Absolutely. sets you off on this path. Yeah. That's why, like, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time trying to give back in that same potential. You know, like uh, my wife and I now have the Elba Hope Foundation, where we're sort of focused on youth empowerment. You know, trying to give people an opportunity, just like I was given an opportunity. So, yeah. Mm. Well, we have, um, I just have to show you, we have, I think she was the first person here, Hoda. Yeah, right Is it Kelly? Okay, <laughs> Kelly and John, all you just got to do is wave. It's just, they're right over here. What's yes. up? How are you? She was here at what, four o'clock in the morning? Really? Yes, to see you. Speak. You came this um, morning to see me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and does she not have the greatest husband in the world? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I want to give you a hug. Is that possible? Oh, come my on. God. Come on, come on. Let's come do this. on over. Yeah, let's do this. Now, are you, are you really cold? Quickly. Oh, he said quickly. Man. What's up? How are you? Wow, so nice to meet you. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Wow. You love interest? Absolutely, oh, yeah. Yes. We'll get a picture in a little bit. Yes. I, see, it was worth coming this early, right? Oh, yes. And yes, you're yes. a good husband. Thank you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Happy Thank International you. Women's Day as well. Thank you. Thank you. I admire your work so much. Thank you very much. You're the best. Yes, oh, you are. You're Idris Elba. You are. You are. Luther, the Fallen Sun, streams on Netflix this Friday. Always a pleasure. Will you come back like every six months? Yeah, yeah. Or more often? I've got stuff to, to, to sell all I know the time, you do, because mind. you're yeah. Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah, still ahead. The one, the only Iman will add to her inspiring voice for International Women's Day. Yes! Welcome back, guys. 8.30. Welcome to our plaza. It is International Women's Day. It's good to see everybody here. Uh, this is the United States Fleet Forces Ceremonial Band being conducted today by Chief Musician Jennifer Lang. Jennifer, good morning to you. I feel like we got to interview a little bit of history this morning. What does it feel like for you uh, in this moment? It has been amazing yeah. to see what Captain Days has achieved. It is highly inspirational, not only to women, but to everyone. She exemplifies that women not only serve, but lead with distinction in today's Navy. It is important for young people across America to know that there are tremendous opportunities in our armed forces for them to achieve whatever they put their minds to, just like Captain Day. Uh. 
Wow. Well Excellent. Said. Well said. And Thank you're part you. of, you're one of those examples as yeah. well. Thank you so much Thank for you being so, here so for much. This. Our celebration rolls on just ahead with the one and the only Iman. She has dedicated herself to helping women around the world. And it all started with a life lesson from her mother. So we'll sit down with her in just a bit. Looking forward to that. Plus, Glamour's editor-in-chief is here to shine a light on remarkable female entrepreneurs, women who are breaking new ground in the worlds of food, fashion, and beauty. And before we throw it over to Chanel and Dylan, if you've noticed those pink hats that have been on yes. our plaza. This is the Girls Club, G-I-R-L-S, from Hampton Roads, Virginia. 103 young ladies took buses to New York just for this event. Oh. So we want to say thank you guys for coming to see us. Oh. Awesome. They were, were amazing. bright and early this morning. They, they I saw sure those were. pink cats. All right, Dylan, you've got a little bit more for us. What's going on? Oh, we certainly do. We're warming up with a nice cup of coffee here because we are joined now uh, by an inspiring woman and business owner who started her own coffee company. It's called Kahawa 1893. I love this story. I can't wait to tell you more about it. This is Margaret Niamumbo, and she's brought her coffee truck with her. Which roast do we have here? today? Uh, we have the Kenya. Okay. Um, this is actually from my family's farm in Kenya. So I can't wait to tell you guys about her story coming up in the nine o'clock hour. She grew up on a family farm in Kenya, worked in Wall Street, and now her life is full circle. And she has this coffee company where everyone can give back on the back of the, of the package oh, to women and farmers in Kenya. It's so wonderful. So we want to mention our sponsor city is working with the 15% pledge to close the racial wealth gap by encouraging major retailers all around the country to reserve 15% of their shelf space for black owned businesses, just like Margaret's. And again, we will have much more of her remarkable story coming up in the third hour. Can we cheers with coffee? Yes, yeah, can cheers. We do that? And we're cheersing to so, all of you yeah. beautiful folks here in the plaza yeah. this morning. And this is delicious yeah. coffee, uh, so thank you. Yeah. I love it. Great. All right, Dylan, you want to give us a little weather? Yeah, you need a warm cup of coffee ah, on yes. a day like this. We've got some pretty chilly temperatures uh, back into the northeast. It's also windy, too. Uh, we are going to see uh, the chance of some wet weather move through parts of the uh, lower plains. We've got some storms today with that frontal system, and also on the northern side of it, we'll see some light snow, and then we are keeping an eye on the next storm system that is going to hit central and northern California pretty hard, especially come Thursday into Friday. All right, guys, you know what we have? Yes. Besides, besides a little cheer behind us, yes. we, also, we have a huge announcement that we're going to share this morning. So at the end of April, yeah. sorry guys, but we're taking the third hour uh, yes. on a road trip. We're, where going going? To, where? we're going to Sonoma County, California. Yes. You're going to wine country without us. I know. How dare I? I can't wait. It is an ideal spot, obviously, to reset, to recharge, and we are inviting you guys to be a part of our live audience. Carson, Hold it. Savannah, we'll be in the audience. Yes. Be part of our live audience. Uh, we will be hosting our first ever Start Today event. It's focused on wellness. Stephanie Mansour, Jill Martin. Right? Look, look at this. There. Love it. Uh, both the show and the event sponsored it. by Sonoma County Tourism. For more information, just scan that QR code below or head to today.com slash start today event. I'm going tonight to set up. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I'll be your about wellness or something. Yeah, we yeah. Want it. we're into wellness, aren't we? It's going to be very cool. <laughs> That's ish. Fine, guys. All right. Wine. Coming up next, guys, let's just continue our celebration of international. Women's Day. Kaylee Hartung will show us why the future of football just might be female. But first, this is today on NBC.
<laughs> we are back with much more on this International Women's Day. Yeah, so the NFL has long been a male-dominated industry. In fact, it wasn't too long ago that a woman working in the league was almost unheard of. But now there's a group leading the charge to diversify the faces that you see on the field. Yeah, NBC's Kaylee Hartung is here with details. Hi, Kaylee. Morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me here in New York with you guys. <laughs> nice to see you. Now, if you ask those leading the NFL, they say the future of football will look a lot more female. The league is betting big on a program that's designed to give young women a shot at earning their dream job and making history. In a sport where winning is everything, teams are coming together with one shared goal. That's to find the best talent. Just steps away from the NFL Combine, it's conversations in this room that are shaping the future of football. Don't let someone tell you you can't. 41 young women, all rising stars in college football programs, were invited to the ultimate networking event. I mean, the room is magic. Everyone in the NFL who cares is coming together for one cause, and that is to make us better. You actually see history being made for women right there. Leading the charge for the seventh annual NFL Women's Forum are Commissioner Roger Goodell's wife, Jane Skinner Goodell, and league executive Sam Rappaport. What challenges do you see for women looking to get jobs in the NFL? The biggest challenge is that they're not hanging out in places where they could get these jobs. They're as qualified, they want it as badly as men do, and so we built a bridge between that disconnect, between the women themselves and the people that could hire them. 22-year-old Isabel Diaz and 25-year-old Hunter Carson have grown up with a love of the game. Now, they're a step closer to their dreams of working in the NFL. What did it feel like to walk into that room it was surreal. I and, had to hold back tears. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest, I get so emotional over all of this just because I've wanted this since I was a little girl. I didn't see a woman in a coaching position until I was 15 years old. Seeing where these women were in this program and now they are in these roles that I hope to be in one day, there's no words to describe it. Coach Jennifer King is one of those trailblazers. She says she shot her shot with her now boss, Washington Commanders head coach Ron Rivera, at the Forum in 2018. At that time, I've been playing football for many years. You know, I wasn't coaching football at the time, but I was a successful coach. You know, sports are sports. Coaching is teaching, and um, I think he saw that. In 2021, Rivera hired King as his assistant running backs coach, making her the first black female full-time coach in NFL history. Have you received pushback from men in this world who question, why are you qualified? I'm sure I have, but, you know, I don't really read the comments. <laughs> no one that I've worked with has ever questioned anything. You know, I was just another coach to them, and that's all you want to be. Tampa Bay Buccaneers co-owner Darcy Glazer Kasowitz is at the forefront of promoting gender equality on and off the field. Almost half of our fan base is female. If we're going to do things for our fans in the best, smartest way possible, we need to reflect our fans in the best way within our organization. In the forum's first year, just seven teams participated. Since then, the event has led to more than 200 women being hired. The Cleveland Browns and head coach Kevin Stefanski have hired more women from the forum than any other team. When we're trying to hire a position, we want all the best candidates. And for us to say, let's eliminate 50% of the population from the jump really makes no sense. So for us, we don't care male or female. But until we've closed that gap, I do think it's important to raise awareness. This year, all 32 teams took advantage of the opportunity to meet the future. We truly deserve to have a seat at this table right now and to be that next wave of women making in this industry. I'm so excited to see where we go. 
Jane Skinner, Goodell, and Sam Rappaport have gotten feedback on the women's forum directly from team owners, coaches, and GMs. And one GM told them that bringing women into their organization has made the men better at their jobs, changing the culture in a way that has benefited everyone. So are they looking to grow this, what they've started? So I asked Jane and Sam where they see this event in another seven years, Mm -hmm. and their answer might surprise you. They actually said they want this event to become obsolete because they mm-hmm. want women working in the NFL to become the status quo in a way mm-hmm. where they don't need to orchestrate right. this right. kind of networking event. Wow. Yeah. They're doing great work. Awesome. Thank there. you so much. Thank you. Shout out to Ron Rivera and Kevin Stefanski for actually, call, you know, for the hires. Absolutely. Yeah. That at the end of the day is what we're it saying. takes. Walk in the walk. Yep. Got it. Yep. All right. Coming up next. She's an icon. She's our friend. She's Iman. Looking forward to sitting down with her to learn about the many ways she's inspiring young women. <laughs> but first, this is Today on NBC. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Back. It's International Women's Day. I'm sitting here with one of the women I love, one of the strongest women we know, supermodel, entrepreneur, and our friend Iman. She's also an advocate for CARE. It's a humanitarian group working to fight poverty, uplifting women and girls all around the world. International Women's Day, you're just where you should be, sitting here talking with me. I'm so happy to see you. Uh, Iman, what, I mean, let's, let's just talk about you are an inspiration, but your inspiration came from somewhere. I always say behind every strong woman, there's a stronger woman. Yes. Your mom. Yep. What, what was some, what advice or what did she put into you or instill in you that made you uh, the strong woman that you are today? Yeah. As much as I love my dad, I'm like very close to, to my dad. <clears throat> my mom being a Muslim woman mm-hmm. and me being a Muslim girl mm-hmm. in a Muslim country. Uh, she really fought hard for me to be educated. Mm. She sold all her jewelry so that she can afford the best education for me. Mm. The boys' education was free, but the girls, you had to pay for it. Mm. So she, and she's instilled in me my worth and that there is no glass ceiling. Absolutely, that I can be better. She used to say, I can, you can be better than my sons. That's what she said. Because <laughs> yeah. self-worth is something that most women do struggle with. Am I good enough? Do I belong in this room? Do I deserve this? Did you ever have those feelings as you were growing up? Uh, because she has instilled it in me that I've always known my worth from you early on. Uh. And that's what has sustained me through the years. And the, the most important thing that we can do for girls is not women that don't think that about their self-worth yeah. is because it starts as a young girl. Uh-huh. So in, to instill in young girls to be able to walk away from things that do, does not serve them well, uh-huh. whether it's in love, in careers, in friendship, in yeah. anything in life, 
to be able. Worth is not about monetary. It's about self-esteem. It's about self. It's always been that way for you. I feel like you've broken so many barriers. And when I sit and visit with you, I'm always so amazed. But if you were to say, I'm going to put the finger on what I think is the biggest barrier I've broken, what would it be? Uh, The biggest barrier, I think it was a simple act of me asking to be paid uh, the same amount of money that uh, Caucasian models were being paid when Hmm. I arrived here in 1975. Mm. So to me, that was it was a simple act because I was able to walk away from it. I didn't mm-hmm. work for three months till they came mm-hmm. on the table to pay me mm-hmm. the same amount. And if I didn't have that self-worth that my mom instilled in me, I don't think I would be able to do that at 18. Yeah, you got to know your worth. Yeah. You work with CARE, which is a great organization. It lifts up children who are in need. And you, this is important to you for so many reasons, but you yourself was a, refu- was a refugee. You know that feeling. Oh, absolutely. I became a refugee in 1972 and went mm-hmm. from an ambassador's daughter to really becoming yeah. homeless and a refugee. But there was non-government organizations like CARE who were on the ground that have really, really put, took me under their wings. 16-year-old g- girl alone in a country that she doesn't know anybody. You are susceptible to being raped, trafficked. Mm. Anything could happen to you. But those NGO literally took me to work, took me to school, checked on me every day. Mm. So that has really left an impact on me. I wouldn't be here. The trajectory of my life would Mm. not be if those people did not help me and protected me. Mm. And so for International Women's Day, what we really want is to be empower Mm. young girls and women to give them the opportunity, the education that they can take care of themselves. Because most of the time, What happens with women is that if you really empower them, they not only take care of their families, but they take care of their whole community. I love you. Have I told you that yet today? I love you too. Let's not cry. <laughs> we will. Today we will. You're amazing. CARE is a great organization. I'm so glad that you're part of that. Iman, thank you so much. Thank we you. love you. Happy Ash- International Women's Day. Savannah, over to you. All right. Thank you. And coming up next, Sam Barry from Glamour is here with an amazing roundup of women-owned businesses to know and support. We're going to shop. Yes. But we're going to feel good about Spend it. Spend some money. Yeah. But first, this is Today on NBC. Welcome back on this special Wednesday morning. We're marking International Women's Day, and we're going to keep it going with some women-owned brands making waves in their industries. And here with highlights from their Buy Women Roundup is Glamour's Editor-in-Chief, Samantha Berry. Sam, good morning, a woman I admire. Happy International Women's Day. You too. Happy International Women's Day. I love highlighting these women-owned businesses, and we're going to start with jewelry. Now, this is Bon Bon Wims. Is this kind of like a Y2K style? It is. It's Y2K. Everything that um, that we highlight on the Buy Women 100, they're all owned majority by women or a group of women. So that's the great thing. And a lot of them were actually started during COVID. So this was launched in the summer of 2020. It's an API brand and it's got that real Y2K inspiration. Yeah. Started as a passion project, but it's become um, a darling of the celebrities. We've seen Bella Hadid wear them. We've seen Doja Cat wear them. And um, Claire Nye, who's the founder of this, she immigrated from Hong Kong in um, 2016 and to study journalism and has taken her passion for fashion. 
I really like all of every single one of these brands has a great story. Tell me great about story. Ceremonia. Ceremonia is a Latinx brand. It's all about scalp and hair care, and it's taking that ritual from Latinx community in terms of hair care. We at Glamour love this. This is the pre-shampoo scalp. Um, what are you oil. supposed to do with this thing? It's before you pre-shampoo. Oh. Scalp care is very important. I know, right? but I never know what to do with it. And this is the duo that you okay. need, right? And and it's the best thing. Before you shampoo, you do this, and then you use that for your scalp. It's okay. a duo. All right, great. All right, our next brand is, is it Juvia's Place? It's Juvia's Place. And this is really makeup for melanated skin. So um, Chi Chi, who's the owner of this, started in 2016. And it was really because she could not find the makeup for her, um, the dark tones of her skin. And she was like, well, you know what? I'm going to make it. I love that. I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself, yes. right? And it is highly popular. Popular It is. And this blush sells out all the time. People love it because oh. it's this beautiful shade for darker uh, melanated skin. Wow. And I love the pop of colors on the eyeshadows and all that. So it's a whole line. Exactly. I feel like this will go with your outfit today. I know. I right? think, I mean, I like the pink. We're, right? we're leaning into exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. The next one is a sister venture, Ensemble. Tell Om me about Som. this. I am obsessed with this. So this is two sisters came together. They're the daughters of Vietnamese refugees. And they grew up in a house where food was the love language. And really, and their mother would make these meals from scratch with these amazing South Asian flavors. They said, let's bring that to every American pantry. Again, launched during COVID, May 2020, and they have this these starter kits basically help you create South Asian meals, and people are obsessed with it. Amsam is a Vietnamese phrase, which means like for righteous and rebellious kids, basically. Okay, wow, cool. All right, and finally, I see you've saved the best for last. Listen, we're going to do a little morning drinking here. This is individual servings of wine. It's genius, right? I feel seen. I mean, because who wants to open and waste a whole bottle? Totally. So like if you're on a Tuesday and you're like, I just want one glass just one of glass wine. Just one glass of wine. One glass. That's all. Well, Dana Spalding saw the opportunity here. She is a sommelier um, who previously worked in finance, but she was like, I don't want to waste all those bottles of wine. Let me create this foolproof um, fix, which yes. is single serving glasses of wine. So you don't have to feel guilty about okay. that. Well, should we taste it? Yeah, it seems totally. wrong not to. Well, we've got to cheers to International Women's we Day. We cheers to, and the, the entire leadership team is also female. Totally. Yes. London. All right. Cheers. Well, cheers. Happy International Women's Day. You too, as well. Lovely. Let's, let's go out. Shall we? I mean, why not? We've been up since the middle of the night. Uh, we've got a lot more ahead on our third and fourth hours this morning as we celebrate International Women's Day. Cheers. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.